Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for stopping by and tuning in for today's episode. Please review, rate, share, subscribe, help us spread the word and let us know. Reach out to us on social media of how this podcast is impacting your leadership. We believe there's a huge chasm between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. That's what we're talking about on this podcast every single episode, what it looks like to be a presence-led leader. And so today we're actually diving in to a conversation with a very special individual in my life, special, not only friend, uh, there's, there's been longevity in our friendship. He's been very involved in our own organization, Kingdom Culture, um, as a board member as well. And I've just known him and his family for years and his father for years as well. And it's Sammy Robinson. And before I introduce Sammy, I'm just going to read a little bit of a uh, description to give some definition for those of you that may not know Sammy Robinson. I'm going to give you a little bit of a description of who he is, what he's about, a little bit of his street cred, and uh, then we're going to dive in, welcome him into the, the, the episode, and it's going to be an amazing, amazing conversation. So Samuel Robinson is the founder of Voice of Revival. He's a well-known international speaker and revivalist, as well as a life coach for entrepreneurs and professional athletes in both the NBA NHL and NFL host of voice of revival broadcast as well. They do weekly um, online broadcasts. Uh, he's got a podcast as well. Uh, he was also the NBA all-star game chaplain in 2016 and starting next year, he's going to become a part-time chaplain for the new Seattle NHL expansion team. And he's one of the founders of Rove gym recently bought out by Vashti capital Samuel and his wife, Kristen, currently reside in Edmonton, Canada, my homeland, Canada. Oh, Canada, you are great. We love you, Canada. And they have three young girls. And so I want to just encourage you to open up your mind and heart. And let's welcome Sammy Robinson today. Sammy, what's going on? Hey, my friend, how are you doing? It's good to be with you, Shani. It's so good to have you on this uh, broadcast. I know I've been on a lot of your broadcasts in the last uh little while i haven't had you on this yet i don't know why but here you are you're on our supernatural <laughs> leadership podcast super excited man because this is like up your alley like the whole focus of this podcast really is in your zone it's in your domain and i love i love reading you know what you're about uh, you inspire me you are one of the greatest encouragers that i know you're an incredible individual you're able to navigate and penetrate so many areas of influence 
and while keeping your head on straight. I know probably at times you felt like <laughs> your head was spinning, but uh, you're a Robinson. If anybody out there knows what what the Robinsons are, knows, knows dad, you know there's an energy, there is a grace, there is a charisma to who he is. And uh, I'm just excited, man, to chat with you today. I know you have some incredible things coming up and we'll talk about more about them at the end. But one of the things that I think is awesome that will really be good and beneficial for the listeners out there to take part in is you have um, a business and leadership four week course. I believe it's four weeks, right? Yes, it is. Coming up starting June 8th on Tuesdays, four Tuesdays in a row. And you can register for that on voiceofrevival.ca. And you are working with and uh, Dr. Brian Simmons, the author of one of the best translations of the Bible, the Passion Translation. And so you're going to be talking about business and leadership with Dr. Brian Simmons. It's going to be awesome. So I want to encourage all those out there, and Samuel will share more about this at the end, uh, to, to check that out. But just a little bit, little bit of, a, of a caveat for you. So, Sammy, let's dive in here. Tell me about your journey. I mean, you have like this, this credibility of you're like a founder of this robe gym, you, you know, you're a chaplain, you're, you're ministering to athletes in the NBA, NHL, NFL, you work with entrepreneurs, businesses, like, tell us how you, you got into this space, you know, as somebody who, you know, loves God with all your heart, soul, and mind, you know, you, you value presence led leadership, you value the supernatural and the impact that it has. How did you bring that outside of the church into these spheres of influence? Like, what was your journey like? Absolutely, Sean. Now, first and foremost, I got to say something, Sean. What took you so long to get me on? I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, man. Listen, I, I repent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited to be with you. But hey, let's, let's dive right in here because the truth is, Sean, um, as you know, I grew up with really doing full-time ministry. Uh, my background, though, was a love for basketball. I, uh, my, my uncle, Brian Robinson, um, is a professional, uh, sports trainer. He's trained many of the top NFL players, NBA players, uh, NHL players. And, um, and so I grew up with even my own dad who was scouted by the LA Lakers to play professional basketball. So my, my whole history of sports, you know, pre going into ministry, uh, was moving in that direction. I had a scholarship for NCAA, uh, basketball to play for university of Washington full ride. And uh, I remember that when I was a uh, uh, probably about 16, 17, when the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to give up your basketball career and uh, to serve to serve me, go after God. And I thought, man, I'm like, this is everything I thought I was going to go for. I still, Sean, I remember I still had the letter in my hand and uh, that was acknowledging that I was going to be on a scholarship. So if you could imagine all of these mixed emotions that are going through, and here's what the Lord told me, and I, I really want to focus in on this point because the Lord spoke this to me, he said, Sammy, he's like in the kingdom there's nothing lost. It's just invested. Wow. And, and so with this, he said, I want you to invest your basketball career into my portfolio. And I want you to invest this. You might not know the full returns. You might not know what it looks like. And there might be times where it might feel like a loss, but if you hold on to this investment, realizing that there's going to be an ROI, a return on investment, it's going to be beyond what you can think or imagine. And so I did that, Sean. I, I, I invested that in. I went into full-time ministry, started serving my dad. And again, growing up lots in the church, being around, you know, conferences, churches, Christians was amazing. And you, when but you I, say full-time ministry, just for those that are listening, like full-time vocational yeah. in the church ministry. Now we know that ministry is wherever you are, but Absolutely. Sammy, specifically, you're talking about like in the church, traveling as an itinerant speaker, communicator, yeah. right? Yes, for sure. And, and, and exactly. So itinerant speaker, communicator, and, and I love it. And I, and I love what I do. It's, it's one of the most encouraging things to encourage the body. But a few years ago, you know, Sean, you get these thoughts sometimes, man, what would have been like, what would have been like to play, you know, pro ball? I've got friends that play in the NBA and, uh, and I thought, man, you know, God, you know, what would have been like to play college ball? But every single time this thought kept coming back, Sammy, you haven't lost anything. You've just invested. Wow. And I remember in 2016, Sean, I'm doing the dishes. Now you got to hear me, please. Now, like this was, you know, me at my house doing the dishes. I get a phone call and the phone call, you know, is from a guy named Herbie Kuhn. Herbie Kuhn is the, uh, the voice of the Toronto Raptors. He's also the chaplain for the Raptors. And so I get this phone call and, and I get from Herbie and he says, Hey, Sammy, I want to talk to you. I said, really? I said, what about, he said, listen, he's like, I've been praying about 
who's going to be running the chaplaincy for the NBA All-Star Game, which was in Toronto that year in 2016. And he said, I really feel like you're supposed to do it. What do you think? Now, imagine, Sean, someone that gave up his, you know, his ideas, his plans uh, to go into basketball, all of a sudden now getting this opportunity to, you know, be the chaplain for the NBA All-Star Game. So I put him on, I said, hey, Herbie, I said, I got to put you on hold. And I remember being like, baby, it's talking to my wife here, baby, I made it. I made it. I was screaming at the top of my lungs and she comes downstairs. She's like, what happened? I said, I, I, I got asked to be the chaplain for the NBA all-star game. Then it, I realized I put Herbie on, on hold. I'm like, oh no. So I put it back on. I said, man, I just prayed about it. It feels really, really good. And <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you imagine like Sean, here I am. I'm at the, you know, um, what, what is it called now? The, the Rogers or, or um, um, Rogers center. And uh, there I am, places in Toronto, packed. yeah, yeah, Toronto, so packed, right? Like we're talking, you know, plus an extra hundred thousand people from around the world attending just the the festivities of the All Star Game, and there I go into the arena, and I'm with the greatest players, basketball players, Sean, of our generation, LeBron James. Kevin Durant, all like names. If you know in basketball, these are guys that are going into the Hall of Fame. They've changed basketball, and there's me. And I'm, I remember walking into this room about to have 15 minutes with these guys. And here's what the Lord speaks to me. He says, did I not tell you that when you would invest what you have into my hands, that I will bring you a return on investment? Now, it might be different than what we think. So often, Sean, if I could say this with our dreams, our desires, I think one of the biggest things that we have to get over is our assumptions of how we think things are going to happen. So often we get a mindset, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this project and it's going to go in this direction. But the problem is so often these projects as best intended as we are, they still have a flow of their own. And we have to make sure that we're following the flow that we're moving with what I would say with open hands saying, okay, Lord, I, I know that you want me to prosper. God, I know that you want my company, you want my business to do well. But Lord, I thank you right now that I'm not going to try to control everything. I'm not going to try to make everything happen my way. But Lord, I thank you for this, this ability to see your way and to adapt. I think this is one of the greatest things with supernatural leadership is that God gives us the ability to be able to trust him in the midst of not knowing, you know, how many people struggle with this, Sean, of like, if, if someone was asked, Hey, would you, you know, give up your NCAA paid for you know, scholarship, four-year ride. Most people would be like, you're crazy. But here I am trusting the Lord, sowing it in. Why? Because when you sow into the kingdom, it's not a loss. It's an investment. And now I look, Sean, with the ability that I have now, I'm influencing some of the top players in the NBA because of that investment. Wow, that's amazing. And that's, you know, that's the key, I think, underlying key of supernatural leadership i would i would say it like this it's listening to the prompts and the voice of god in moments of great success because success can become a limitation if we're not listening to god and that successful moment in your life of receiving the scholarship without you would have defined that as success I've made it all my hard work as a, yeah. you know, as a preteen, teen, whatever, to get to this spot of a four-year ride scholarship, that would have been success to you. That would be the pinnacle of success. But that could have become your very limitation in life if you did not lean in and listen to God's plan, which is supernatural leadership, and 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 invest it like you said. I love that analogy. You invested it into his portfolio, and now look at the returns it's bringing. Like the supernatural returns, things that you can't explain, things that you did not make happen. Literally, it was like the favor of God's divot. Like it's like these are the dividends. These are yeah. the supernatural dividends, which I think as I look at it as like favor from God simply or or lived out favor from God because you listen because a lot of us don't live out our favor we mm-hmm. have favor from God but we don't live it out because we're not listening in this in the moments of success we think about it a lot like in the moments of the valley we got to listen what God what is God saying but it's actually just as or if not more important to really tune our ears in when we're in success because it's in those spaces that we could either go to the next level of promotion 
or be limited by our own what I, I would define as worldly success. So that, I love that, man. I think you invested, you invested it. It wasn't a loss. It was an investment that's still, you know, bringing you dividends now. So let's just dive in like, okay, so you, you did this, you know, now you're seeing we're, we're, you know, just reading your bio. You're obviously we see some of the fruitfulness of that investment right now, by just reading your bio heard a little bit about it. That's an amazing gift i believe from god to be able to be the chaplain in the 2016 all-star game what a what an amazing i mean you must have been like almost wetting the bed of excitement man <laughs> bro i was so freaking out i felt like a 13 year old girl at a justin bieber concert i mean i was <laughs> screaming in the inside but you know what's crazy though is i keep thinking about these scriptures more now than ever where david would say in psalms this is the day that the lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it. When you realize, Sean, that these moments were created for you, that, that these moments that you step into, that were actually created for you, the moment's not too big for you, and that God has actually had his hand in everything that we're doing, and he's led us to this point, not for us to fail, but for us to actually succeed. But even more than just, I, I want us to push past success, because I think success so often is the epitome of what people are looking for. But the truth is, Christians, at the end of the day, we want to look more and more like Jesus. The greatest success for us is for us to look more like him. And I feel like these are those moments that pull out of us things we didn't even realize that I had, Sean. And so here I am, 15 minutes with the top athletes in the world. And all of a sudden, this new level of leadership, this new level of authority came out in the moment because God had already been constructing this thing so that when I stepped in, it activated something in me that I didn't even know that I have. And this is where I want to encourage people is don't allow good to be your, to be your uh, ceiling. So often I, I tell people this, and especially in sports, is that good is always enemy of best. And sometimes you have to let go of good and say, you know what, this good business, this good job, these things I'm thankful for, but I know that there's more. And I, and I feel like for many that are listening, watching this uh, here today, it's, there's such a desire to grow and to learn, but I feel like we always have to make sure that we put our success in check, that we're not defined by that, but we're actually, we keep moving forwards with who God's called us to be. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, we touched a little bit on like the, the sports side of you. Let's talk about the business side yeah. of you. You know, you, you have what I would call unusual favor in very different spheres. And it's not because of your own brain. It's not because of your own smarts. Not that you're not a smart guy, <laughs> but it, it, I really see it as God's favor because yeah. of almost because just of your, the investment of faithfulness. Yeah in your life the god's opened up doors man you have some of the craziest most amazing stories talk a little bit about how you got into now influencing the business side of the thing and then bring us into some like earth shattering supernatural leadership stories that we can then begin to draw some application Absolutely. from I would love to, Sean. This is probably one of my favorite. As you know, uh, we launched a portable gym called Rove Gym that I uh, just got bought out by Vashti Capital. And here's the thing, though. I, I want to bring up me and uh, all of us into this backstory. Because again, this is someone that is in full-time, I'm in full-time vocational ministry, okay? And uh, I remember, I, this was probably about, what, two and a half, three, maybe three years ago. Maybe even three and a half, Sean. It's been a little bit here. When um, I was in Quebec, I was visiting my in-laws and uh, as a good son-in-law should. And uh, I remember the Lord spoke to me and said, there's a new project um, that, that is coming out. It's going to be a workout project and it's, it's going to be from your uncle. And it's going to be this product that's really going to be an amazing blessing to the world. And so I want you to phone him up. So I just, I remember in this moment being like, is this me? Is this actually, I don't know about you, Sean, but when I get these thoughts, sometimes I question if it's myself a lot, like, like I don't just be like, oh, that's the Lord. Okay. I'm going to just do it. I'm like, okay, was that actually me? What's going on? I remember trying to process this. And I, and I thought this to myself. Now this is hard... your, so you know, so people know this is the uncle that yes. works with professional athletes. Didn't, didn't your uncle actually, wasn't he a part of training yes. a UFC fighter? 
Yes, he was. So, so he has a, a machine, his claim to fame is something, and, and thanks for bringing this up, Sean, it'll give a little bit more context, is uh, he had a machine called the High Trainer. Uh, it's used by almost every NFL team, almost every NHL team, um, and NBA. He was George St. Pierre's personal cardio coach. Um, he was also Tom Brady's um, cardio coach as well. So like, we're talking the, the who's who. So this man's been in Forbes magazine. He's been in ESPN. So this, you know, in our family, he's probably the if you would say the biggest fitness celebrity. Uh, and so like, again, in our family, so I remember phoning him up thinking, man, I, I don't know. My uncle's gotta be busy. Like, does he really have another product, uh, product that's coming out? But I thought, you know, what harm is it if I just give him a call, see what happens. And I remember phoning him up, Sean, and, and it was the most interesting call. I said, Hey, uncle Brian, I know you're busy, man, but man, I just got this feeling that there's another project that you got going on. And I'm like, I feel like I need to talk to you about this because I want to see if maybe I can help, you know, bring this product to market or, or connect the right people. And, and he just laughs. He's like, Sammy Robinson, what in the world? He's like, how did you know this? I said, and, and so again, just being naturally, you know, supernatural, I'll just put it this way. I said, man, you know, uh, honestly, like Uncle Brian, I was just kind of praying. I had this feeling that there was something up. I'm like, I just feel like I want to, I want to see if I can help and be a part of this. And so he says, well, he says, literally, I just put together my new business plan for this, pro uh, this product called uh, Rove Gym. And it's a portable fitness a device that uses band resistant technology. And uh, you can fold it up in a suitcase and, and take it with you anywhere in the world and, and just set it up. And it's like a little home gym for the road. And so I thought, man, this sounds cool. And I'm like, hey, you know, again, hey, Uncle Brian, you know, can, is it possible for me to get in? And he laughs. He says, well, he says, if you want to get in, and this is the part, Sean, I think every entrepreneur knows vision is free. Vision's always free. Dreaming's free. But at some point, it's going to, if you want to see vision come to pass, it's going to cost you something. And I remember my uncle looked at me at, or uh, on the, on the phone, he said, Hey, he said, Sammy, um, if you want to be a part of this project, it's going to cost you 500 grand to get in. Now, I don't know about you, Sean. I don't have 500 grand sitting around. And I was like, 500 G? to get involved in this thing? He says, yep. And he says, by the way, someone else to be a, uh, asked to be a part of this and they're a pretty big time player. So if you want to get in before them, you have a week to get the money. Sean, I had to get 500 K in a week. Have you ever done panic prayer before? And in this, so, so here, I, I want us to pull back here. So here's my thought process in this. My thoughts are going, oh my goodness, I'm in full-time itinerant ministry. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, a CEO of a fortune 500 company. And I'm going through all of these thoughts of why I can't do this. And I feel like there's many today when they get confronted with the price tag of a project, or they get confronted with a situation. So often there's a checklist of no's that try to tell you, you can't do this, but here's my question for you. Can you, are you able to silence the no's and the critical voices and find the voice of the father. And if he's speaking to you, you can do this. Guess what? You can do it. And I remember in this moment, I'm like, God, what do I do? And here's what the Lord told me. I, I've never forgot this. I teach about this everywhere I go. And he said, Sammy, he's like, you're looking at this situation the wrong way. I said, God, I feel like there's only one way to look at 500 grand. I need 500 grand. Like, how am I going to find it? And he said, Sammy, here's the deal. He's like, you feel like you are not rich in resource but he said, you're rich in relationship. And wow. he said, I want to teach you the power of relational equity. This something, friends, if you could get a hold of this right now, this is part of the reason why I have the favor that I have today is because God has taught me how to move in relational equity. So many people are trying to accomplish the vision that they have by themselves. This is why we have so much burnout. This is why there's many projects that maybe get started, but never finish. Or on the other side, they just never even get started because we wonder how am I going to do this? And we forget that if, if it's a vision that comes from heaven, it will be funded by heaven. And so in this moment, the Lord speaks to me, he says, Sammy, you got relational equity. And he says, that's one of the greatest things that you can have. And he says, by the way, me talking God, I want to be your partner. And I'm like, you want to be my partner? And he reminded me of Deuteronomy 8.18. It talks about, it is God who gives you the power to get wealth. And he said, Sammy, I want to be your partner in this. And, and I thought, okay, God, what do I do? He said, I want you 
to submit to me, say, God, this, this is your project and I'm going to follow your leading. And so that's what I did, Sean. I just said, okay, God, I know I don't have the money, but I know that you do. And you know, the right people for me to talk to, you know, what the steps I need to take in that very moment that I did that, it was like, God went through his Rolodex of, of people. And all of a sudden, boom, the right person came to my mind. I phoned them up and Sean, within three days, within three days, I had a check for $500,000. Wow. Now your uncle, what was his reaction? I mean, here, here you are, this, this like passionate, (laughs) overzealous, I'm going to be part of your business, you know, nephew to, he probably in his mind is like, there's no way he's going to get 500 K. And then three days later you get 500 K. What did he say? Sean, he said, Sammy Robinson, he's like, I on purposely try to get you not to be a part of this project <laughs> because he was like, he's like, there's no way he's like, I know what you do. See, can I say this right now? Some of us today is like, we, we're afraid to have, if Sean, if I could put it this way, we're afraid to have supernatural success. See, there's a lot of people that they don't realize this, but God's put them in a certain position so that your success will come supernaturally. And so in this moment, Sean, it blew my uncle away because it didn't follow the protocol of success by the world. And he's like, how did you do this? And in a moment, I gained favor, I gained opportunity, and I gained influence in the situation. And I feel like there's in times like that, Sean, all of a sudden people that are successful and this, you know, Isaiah 60 talks about this, that Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. I feel like, you know, successful people are not, they're not impressed by success because they already have success. Like when, I, when I'm around NBA players or I'm around high level business leaders, like success, you're like, Oh yeah, I had this success. People will be like, great. That's awesome. But there's something that happens though. When God takes unusual people, and he brings supernatural success. That, and that might look like many different things. That might look like funding a project. That might look like a situation in your staff that should have been catastrophic, but God comes in. And I, and I feel like there are these moments of supernatural success when you are living in supernatural leadership that will actually draw the attention of successful leaders, and this will give you influence. And so, Sean, out of this, now I had the ear of my uncle who again was already successful. He said, Sammy, I need you to be a part of this team because you are carrying something that I hadn't seen before. And so that's how really that just opened up a whole, you know, a whole realm of possibility for me. Well, I think, I think like you're, we're we're hitting on something right now. And I think I've always said it, like there's a huge difference between success and significance. Mm, Good word. I believe what, what kingdom you know, success actually looks like, it looks like the definition of significance. Like you said, it. you come into a room with successful people, they're, they're already successful. They're not wowed by your success, but there are successful people that actually have no significance. Yeah. They're, they're caught up in the temporal uh, environment of wins and trophies. And not that that's bad, but there's something to be said about people that carry significance, people that maybe don't look successful in the eyes of the world and the way that they define success, but that carry a kingdom significance. I mean, I think this is what your uncle would have seen in that moment. He's like, you're bringing significance to the table, not your success, but your significance. There's something that Sammy, a part that Sammy has to play in this whole process that is significant, you know, and I think that's, that's what gets people's attention ultimately is the significance of Jesus and his favor, his power within us as supernatural leaders. Right. And so I think that's, that's what we're talking about here is this difference between success and significance, which I could also just just basically break down as principle led leadership, which can look like success versus presence led leadership, which looks like significance. Jesus walked in both, but ultimately he was a presence-led leader. Of course, presence-led leaders operate principally. They have principles. Yep. They have to be have principles, routine, disciplines, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, leadership, you know, principles in place, but it, it goes beyond that into significance. Jesus said in John 5, 19, I only do what I see my father doing. That's what makes us significant in our leadership, not successful 
in our in our in our leadership. And I think you hear here you are. You have a vision. You hear from God that your uncle, before you even call him, is going to have a project, and you're to be a part of it. So now you raise this money, you journey this journey, this thing gets started. There's probably lots of doubt now. Like you have a win, right? Like all of Absolutely. us, we have like we hit the the mountain. We did it. Five hundred thousand dollars. Now what? Now there's a road ahead of challenge perseverance finish what you started which is always the challenge right and any yeah. good leader finish the race that's that's paul's challenge to timothy his spiritual son finish the race fight the good fight like win get to the end right a lot of us give up in the beginning or not in the beginning but in the middle right that's yeah. where most of us give up in the middle so now like all this process i'm sure that you're growing even more in your confidence in your boldness in impacting the business and impacting the marketplace. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. And then I want you to give us some like lessons along the journey and successes, failures. How do we position ourselves to be of more impact? You can use stories like into sports or business, whatever you feel, whatever you, whatever you want to share. No, this is, this is so good, Sean. I, I so love this. I, again, I'm just reminded of, you know, again, when, once you have the money for the business and I, and I was thinking about this, you still, uh, as every entrepreneur knows, you, you have these hurdles. And uh, I remember going, we launched into manufacturing, Sean, we have a, a manu, we had a manufacturing plant in China and, and you're praying. And, and here's the thing that you, you start to find is that you could spend, again, you could spend so much time. I know for me, I did this trying to make it happen. And when you, especially in areas where you don't know, and it's like, okay, where am I going to go? What's going to, you know, how do we do this? And, and you hear so many things about, you know, I'm, again, I'm just using manufacturing China. You hear so many negative things about what's going on. So you have a choice to make. Are you going to be motivated by fear? Which is in many ways is a huge motivator, Sean. There's many people that can be motivated by fear, whether it's fear of lack, fear of failure. And so, but it costs you a lot. And, and I remember in these moments, what was going to be my motivation to move forwards? And I remember I had to have faith in the promise and every hurdle that we had, I had to make sure that my, if I could call it my energy source, the thing that got me up in the morning, the thing that got me to look at my challenges as opportunities was I'm going to make sure that I always put the promise ahead of me. And so when we started to do this in, in our company and when things were going tough and we needed to find a manufacturer, we didn't know who to go with, all of a sudden it was like, we reestablished all every step back into faith in the promise. God, you promised us this. Lord, we thank you for this. And then the right person would come, Sean. Or, or here's the other thing. For some people, the wrong person leaves. And it's not always just about the right people coming. Sometimes God, it's Isaiah 22, 22. God will all of a sudden close doors that no man can open. And so you're, you're like, oh, I thought that was going to work. And, and man, I thought we were going to use these guys. And it's like, nope, God closes the door. And we have to celebrate just as much as we get excited about open doors, new things. We need to learn how to celebrate when God closes doors, because sometimes those are the biggest victories is when God closes a door that would have wasted you time, that would have wasted your resources, could have shipwrecked the project. And so you start to realize, Sean, that those are those moments where when I put my faith in promise, Lord, I thank you. I keep the promise before me. My motivation is not fear. My motivation is faith. And then celebrate, Lord, thank you for those doors closing. Thank you for these doors opening. And then next thing you know, Sean, we, we had an established amazing plant in China and pumping out units like crazy. And like I said before, now we had Vashti Capital is now, you know, taking over this incredible project. And so this is where, when you realize guys, God wants to be invested in the inner workings of your project. You know, if I could share one more thing, Sean, about even influencing uh, influencers. Um, one of the things that got me incredible favor for talking about athletes and seeing athletes affected was when I would start to pray for athletes, I realized something. I realized, Sean, the burden of life that is not just the, like, it's not just about sports. And, and I want to speak to entrepreneurs here. You know, there's there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, you know, they, they might have a good business, they might have um, a successful company. But you know, that's not just everything of who we are, we have, you know, our family, we have our kids, we have our health. And so I remember praying for athletes, Sean, and the Lord would start to speak to me about, you know, the scripture out of Proverbs, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows all the issues of life. And I remember when athletes would come to me and say, Sammy, I'm struggling, I can't score a goal hockey players. 
And I remember being like, okay, I want to pray for you. And I was about to pray, say, Lord, give them breakthroughs so they can score goals. And God said, that's not the issue. The issue is right now they have a problem in their marriage with their wife and that you actually need to address that because that marriage issue is bleeding into their sports issue. And because they don't know how to manage their heart, I've brought you in here to help like a surgeon. Wow. And this is where I, I believe prophecy is. Prophecy is like a heart surgeon. And, and he's able to see the areas of bleeding in our heart where things are bleeding out and we become less effective. All of a sudden, I started to pray for these guys in those areas. They got breakthrough. Guess what happened, Sean? They started scoring wow. because it was all this happened in, specifically to a player. Yeah, but uh, uh, Vancouver Canuck, he yeah. got out of a goal, uh, a goal scoring drought. He had 10 goals and he was stuck there for like two weeks or three weeks. And one of the top goal scorers on the team. And so he was freaking out being like, Sammy, my job is to score goals, but the problem wasn't scoring goals. The problem was there was an issue in the marriage that was bleeding out. The moment we took care of that, we allowed God to heal that. Next thing you know, he had one of his best goal scoring season, which ended up being another three-year multi-million dollar a year contract, wow. Sean. And so this is where, if I could say this, there's, there's a part of supernatural leadership that like what we're talking about here right now is that God, I, I really believe this, Sean, God wants us and he wants to give us eyes to see things that other people can't see. And again, I love principles. I, I believe we need principles. We need to have diligence. We need to have discipline. All those things are great, but there's an all as believers, we have the ability, Sean, to not just like you said before, be successful, but to have significance, to mm. impact people. You know, what would it look like to start using these kind of supernatural leaderships for our staff, where we look at them and we're wondering, why is their production low? So we want to talk to them about production, but we forget sometimes that when God gives us staff, that he also wants us to steward their heart and actually have an understanding what's going on. Maybe there's a reason that's going on with the production and their staff. Maybe there's a reason going on with one of your business partners that's outside of their work. And when God gives you insight to be able to minister to those areas, Sean, it's incredible to see the impact that we have. That's amazing. You know, I, I think about this idea of if you want to deal with the fruit or lack of fruit, you have to deal with the root. Yeah. And there's always something underlying. We often address what we see or don't see, which is the fruit. So, you know, we're not scoring the goal. We're not hitting the mark in business. We're not hitting the target. We're not reaching, you know, our five-year plan. And we're on year four and a half. We're not even close to our five-year plan coming to fruition. And we focus so much on the outward when, as supernatural leaders, God looks at the inward. And even if there's people out there that don't even believe in God and wouldn't even, you know, aspire to be that supernatural leader, it's true. It's a, it's just a spiritual principle. And whether you believe in it or not, it's the unseen stuff that often is the most important if you want to affect the seen stuff. You know, and it's, it is really the difference between success and significance. We think yeah. success is scoring goals when really uh, significance in this, in this arena is fixing the marriage, fixing yeah. the family unit, doing the thing that's most important so that the things that are secondary so good. actually now change and become the thing that we want them to become. And so I, I think this is a, such an amazing thought that maybe you're listening out there and you're in business, you're an entrepreneur and you feel like you're not scoring the goal. What if the issue was not scoring the goal? What if the issue is not hitting the target? There's other things that are going on within your leadership that need to be addressed. Maybe it's family, relational, personal, health, mental health, whatever the case may be for you. Take a little nosedive, deep dive in this season to do some soul searching and see maybe there's some roots that need to be dealt with to affect the fruits, the lack of fruit or the fruit that you're currently experiencing in and through your leadership. Sammy, give us some, like quickly, as we, we kind of come to close to the end, I, I want to do another one of, of these with you. Cause I think this is so powerful and there's so much more. I can just feel like there's so much more good uh, and, and content substance from this, from conversations like this. And I'm going to keep picking your brain. I'm going to have you on again, but give us some like, you know, um, insight into like the, the tipping point for you when you kind of came into seeing your value as a leader in the marketplace. Cause at one point you may only have seen your value in 
Now you're in full-time vocational yep. church. You left your NCAA scholarship behind. You're like, you've, you're all in invested into this whole vocational church ministry. Well, you must've had like a, a shift somewhere along the way, like a, 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 yep. a one-time shift that really like showed you that, Hey, like you're called to more than just being in the four walls, so to speak of the church. Now I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about like street evangelism outreach. Nope. I'm talking about simple, like actually making an impact in not that that's not an impact, but you know what I mean? Making yep. an impact in specific spheres of influence, like the business government or whatever, educational media, what was like, what was the first turning point and what did you learn? Give us one little key yeah. or lesson that you learned. Give us a short sort of entry point. I'm going to bring it back to the recap, Sean, of, of what I first said is when the Lord spoke to me and said that when you give something up, it's not a loss. It's an investment. When you realize in the Christian life that you don't take losses, this is a big word for people. Because the fear of making a mistake and the fear of taking a loss, Sean, stops so many people from getting in the game. They take one loss or, or something happens and they put themselves on the sideline. And here's what happened for me. When I realized that even in the natural, when it looked like a loss, and even at times when I made mistakes, because we made mistakes, Sean, I've made like I've made 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 dollar mistakes. And, and in those moments, you're like, wow, like it feels heavy. But here's the deal. When it's done out of the right heart, and I want to encourage people here today, because this is what makes, I believe, supernatural leadership so incredible, but makes you dangerous in a good way, is that when you realize that with everything that you're doing, you're, you're giving it to the Lord and it's an investment. And Sean, it might not be the return that we're looking for in the moment, but I'll tell you this right now, there is a return that will come back to you. And when that happened for me, when I realized, wait a second. Sean, I don't, in the kingdom, I don't lose. I don't lose in the kingdom. And this is something that is huge because that, that fear of loss. And all of a sudden, what does it do? It gives you a boldness. It gives you an ability to be like, to literally go after the things that God has for you. What would it look like, Sean, if I could put it this way, what would it look like if we did not live in fear? What would, what would our leadership look like? If we didn't carry the fear of man, what would it look like to feel like the fear of making a mistake if that was gone? And I feel like these are some of the things that God wants to remove off of someone. And then also, if I could just say it end with this, is that when you live out of the place of significance, when you know what you're doing is making an impact, not just in dollars and cents, which is important, and please hear me on this, but when you're touching live, Sean, and you wake up every morning knowing, when I go to work today, I'm not just going to my job. I'm going in to make kingdom impact. I'm going in to make a difference. It doesn't, it changes the value of, of what you see, who's around you. You, when you live from the place of significance, living a life of significance, I believe when that happens, Sean, things, I, you, we go to the next level. That's amazing. That's amazing. Would you say this back to the question, would you yeah. say there was one moment where that launched you like in the very beginning of your journey where you saw the value of taking leadership out of the four walls and yeah. into the marketplace was there a moment that changed for you like you had a moment with you know some sort of influential leader and you you saw the value of stepping out into that that sphere or the value of stepping out in faith in that moment and it kind of just reaffirmed to you like your call is it goes beyond just you know vocational church Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Thank you for bringing that up again, because what the, the moment for me was uh, when one of my mentors, Dave Clausen, president of Athletes in Action and uh, Canada. So the, he runs um, a good majority of the uh, NHL, Canadian NHL teams. Um, he was also the, uh, the former chaplain for the Vancouver Grizzlies back in the day. And so I've looked up to this man. I've met him a couple times before. But I remember, Sean, when I, I connected with Dave, one of the first times, real connection, like, I mean, going out for coffee. And here I am, young, itinerant minister, basketball player. So we had that in common. But I'm like, man, this dude is like, he's living part of my dream. And I'm thinking, man, like, like, like I wanted to know, like, who, who are you? What did you do? All these things. And I remember he sat down with me and he said something so profound to me. He said, Sammy, I want to tell you something. He's like, you want to know why I'm, I'm able 
to minister to athletes. And I'm like, yeah, like, of course, like how did, like I get asked this question all the time. How, how did you do this? And here's what he told me. He said, Sammy, I want to tell you something right now. He's like, athletes are looking for significance. And he says, because nobody just wants to be known for what they do. They want to be known for who they are. And he said this to me, he said, Sammy, you're an encourager. And he said, he said, Sammy, you have the ability to see people beyond their job. And I remember in that moment thinking, wow, like encouragement. Wow. Seeing people beyond what they do. It was that step. It was someone saw something me, Sean. And again, it, it was like, it, not, not that I needed permission, but it was like someone said, you know what? You can do this too. And so when I get around people, I never forget that fact that someone came in that was in that place. And that's why I always constantly try to tell other people, listen, if you've got a vision for this, you can do this too. Because I feel like I'm paying it forward because that one first cup of coffee at Starbucks, when Dave sat down with me and said, listen, here's how I'm doing this. And I believe that you can do this too. That moment, Sean, changed my whole perspective, realizing, you know what? What I'm doing in the church has been amazing, but I know I can take this outside of the church. And he saw something in me when I was a kid that I couldn't see in myself, and that launched me into what I'm doing today. That's amazing. And that goes back to kind of what you referenced in the beginning. And I think if I was to call this episode anything, I would call it the power of relational equity. Yeah. Because that's what you you mentioned that in the very beginning, and and you just see like even the the tipping point for you in this journey was this moment where you connected relationally yeah. with someone that became a resource for you to pull you into this sphere of influence and impact. So that's amazing. That's amazing. So you know, as we close, you know what what would you say to the listeners out there? Just one step, one little activation, practical. I know we've mentioned a lot of practical things, yeah. but. One, as part of the activation, I try to give activations to the listeners every time we do an episode. What's one, at least one little practical, short activation they can do from now for the rest of the week to kind of just wet their appetite a little bit, Absolutely. you know, um, sort of as an appetizer to move forward in more impact as a supernatural leader? That's amazing. Sean, I would say what God spoke to me was Sammy you know what, you might not be rich in finance. And I'm not saying this is just for those that don't have finance, but you are rich in relationship. And I want to teach you about relational equity. I would pray right now for the Lord to show you your relational sphere and your relational equity, because it's so much more than what you think. Well, that's good. And as God, and here's the deal, as God highlights people, so into them in the sense of spend time, encourage them, and, and really establish your relational equity. Make sure your bank account is filled with equity as you're investing into people. And, and this is where, Sean, the more that you do that, the more you're going to strengthen your relational network. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants significance and people want to walk together. And so wow. I would encourage those today. Ask, ask God, God, you know, who can I talk to today? Who can I encourage today? Lord, show me my relational equity. Show me my relational sphere. That's amazing. And that I believe would be a great starting point wow. to strengthen um, what God's put in your life. So let me just let me just give some some more feet to that. I think that's amazing. And as an activation, you kind of heard what Sammy said. I would encourage you to be practical with this. Take write down five five areas of your life that you feel maybe you're struggling in. You feel some lack in, you mm -hmm. feel under educated or under trained in, you feel ill-equipped five areas. It could be any area. It could be maybe you, you want to, you know, uh, strengthen your marriage in this season. You feel like your marriage is suffering or become a better father or husband or wife or better leader to the, the leader, the people that you manage at work, the team that you manage, whatever the case may be five areas, and then take some time to write down five different people, or maybe it's 10, or maybe it's two, write down some people that are already currently in your life. Maybe you don't have the best relationship with them, but they're in your, you're associated at some level. You know someone that knows someone, or you know maybe it's a family member, a longtime family member, a friend, maybe you already have a mentor. Write down five 
you know, two, three, four, five or more people that you feel like potentially could be connected to helping you fill those other five areas of struggle, limitation, and lack in your life. And look at those people as your resource in this season to help strengthen your leadership journey. Look at those people as, um, as, as strength for your future. Look at those people from the eyes of these. This is your relational equity that you need to sow into, that you need to give towards, build towards, invest in, in this next season to see your leadership become stronger when it comes to the supernatural. That's the activation for today's episode. I think that would be a great thing for all of us to do. Sammy, that was amazing, amazing. Real quick as we close, and once again, I want to thank you so much for being on here. And I know that this uh, conversation has been so powerful for so many people. Just really quickly remind us about how we can get connected to what it is that you're doing, um, how we can get connected to this business and leadership uh, school that you're doing June 8th. Yep. Give us a little bit uh, of just information on that as we, before we close. Absolutely. So we're hosting starting June 8th and the next four Tuesdays after that with Brian Simmons talking about business and leadership. We have business owners, Sean, from around the world that are joining us, like, like almost every field. This is going to be a great place to connect with like-minded kingdom entrepreneurs and that are going after the same thing as you, going after king, you know, kingdom business, leadership. What does the Bible say about that? And uh, how to pray into your business, how to move forwards in your leadership. And so again, we have Dr. Brian Simmons, the author of Passion Translation with us. And so it's going to be about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes of a Bible study every Tuesday, starting June 8th. But here's the other bonus thing. If you can't make it at during the time of the actual Bible study, you get it sent to you. It's via Zoom. So you're going to get the video sent to you. Plus, you have the ability to ask questions. And so you can message our team. And then Brian's going to be taking questions every single week where you can ask, hey, what does this mean? What does this mean? Get some dialogue going. We really hope that you're built up. Um, out of that time. Plus you're going to meet some amazing people as well. And so if you want more information regarding that, check out voiceofrevival.ca and stay connected with us. Sean, this has been so much fun, my friend. I, I absolutely love it. I love what you're doing and uh, it's an honor to be here. Thanks, man. That's amazing. And I, yeah, I would just echo what Sammy said about the business and leadership. You might be thinking, well, what does business have to do with the Bible? Well, actually everything to do with the Bible. They're some of the greatest business principles, leadership principles are found in scripture. And I want to encourage you to check this out, voiceofrevival.ca. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Supernatural Leadership Podcast family for tuning in. Once again, we hope and we believe that you have a leader within you and we want to help that leader become a little more supernatural. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.